Blog Talk Radio. It's October 23rd, 2016. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living radio show where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-hosts Jeff Brown and David Fillion. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. We certainly hope that everyone enjoyed this past week and most of all that you stayed safe. We have a few announcements. I'll go through these real quick and then we'll get to the rest of the show. Um, Let's see the first announcement. October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Team Working for a Living encourages everyone to get the regular checkup, whether it's a mammogram or a colonoscopy, just do it. Go, Go get your checkup. You know who you are and what you need, so please do it. It'll save your life. The second announcement, the honey work, well workers remain locked out of the plant by management. Announcement three, UPS is hiring for se- seasonal work. Remember that 37% of these seasonal workers, workers eventually get hired full-time, so this is a great way to enter a good union job. Announcement four, remember to participate in the Working for a Living write-in campaign to the United States Senate to oppose the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Instructions for doing so are on the Working for a Living Facebook page. Five, Working for a Living continues to support Unifor as they now negotiate with Ford in Canada. Six, it is reported that Spring Hill, Tennessee, represented by local union 1853, is currently hiring off the street for any of those who might be interested in attempting to get a good union job that way. Number seven, local union 2250, local agreement ratification vote on October 20th was passed by the membership. Our hearty thanks to everyone who participated in their self-interest by voting. This is important stuff, folks. Please get out there and vote. Number eight, this Working for a Living radio show is in the top three most popular shows in our blog talk radio category, and we're growing. Thank you, blog talk radio, for that information. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Having said that, we go on to emails. Uh, We had several emails this week that said they could not download last week's show. We apologize for that inconvenience and have consulted with the proper people, and we are assured that that issue has been corrected. So thank you for your patience, for all of you who uh, uh, missed it, and all of you who wrote in uh, uh, concerned about that. So we're sorry uh, that that occurred. Um, Next up is uh, this weekend worker news. I'd like to start this off by uh, having a quote from uh, usually do uh, Aristotle, but we're going to do Einstein this week. Einstein, quote, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over while expecting a different result. And those of you who are doing that, you know who you are. <laughs> so having said that, let me bring on one of the co-hosts here. Uh, let's get Jeff uh, Brown. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Good, Leroy. How are you? Pretty good. Nice day. 
Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's uh, probably change it up this week a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let me. How's your week been? You been okay? Uh, everybody went back to work. Now we're hearing maybe another week off in November. Um, okay. Sales are down. So. Sales are down. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that they recover. These sales are important for our, you know. Uh, all right. of our longevity and, and, and remuneration. So let's bring David Fillion on. Good evening, David. How are you doing? Good, Leroy. How are you doing? Hi, Jeff. Hi, David. I'm I'm doing pretty good, David. It's uh, it's always busy around this place, you know, whether it's working on this show or uh, other things that are that are out there. I have a number of projects uh, going on, and we're uh, always working on something around here. Uh, we did a couple of good deeds this week. We had a, a friend that was without a car. I did. had a, a friend that was without a car and uh, drove him around uh, so that he could get his uh, own personal computer up and running. Uh, took three trips over to Best Buy before we got it right, but we got it done, and uh, he's a happy camper, and I was pleased to be able to wrap that up. I didn't expect to have to go so many times but uh you know things happen so but everybody should reach out from time to time and uh find somebody in need or just one of your friends that might need it and just you know offer them a helping hand and uh, there's a lot of people that you know are without a car or their cars broke down or whatever and just the nice thing to do so we encourage that uh thank you for you know listening to my little rant about public service. Uh, I think it's important for all of us to do a little bit of that. Having said that, um, uh, Jeff Brown has a a report that he'd like to tell everybody about this evening. Uh, Jeff, how would you like to just jump right out there and give your report now? Okay. Well, we'll keep it a little short. But it's an ongoing uh, fact throughout the history of the D3 that Whenever the companies need to hire people, they give referrals to the existing employees, refer somebody, friends, family, whoever. That's the way we do business in the industry. Um, sometimes it's good, but it seems like lately, um, since 2007, when the second tier money came about, it's dividing Two tiers have no solidarity. Okay. If you want solidarity, you have one tier. Get rid of the second tier. But we've had, had some problems. Um, hires coming in who are related to reps, local reps in the plant, uh, international reps from 8,000 Jefferson Avenue. Um, and we've had mostly good luck with them. Okay, most of them are hard workers. Some of them seem to think that they can do anything they want because of who they are related to in the UAW. Uh, my plant, for instance, um, when we brought on the second ship in 2013, it seemed like everybody got a referral to bring in at least one member of the family or friend. But our bargaining committee, each got about 20 people hired in. 
not just our fire committee, um, some international reps got people hired in place. And those are the ones who think they can do anything. And if you talk to them, they'll turn around and say, you know who I am related to? Well, that may work in some plans to intimidate. You know who I'm related to? And the person replied back, you don't give a damn who you're related to. Don't do shit like this. Um, so they have to learn the hard way. Just because they're related to somebody in leadership doesn't give them a free pass to do anything they want and get away with it. There is an issue going on at the GM plant out there in Lampin. There's a young lady causing some major problems in her area. Uh, she was harassing people. She had a supervisor fired, which I don't really care about that, but still. Um, she thinks that she can really do no wrong. Uh, the reps refuse the right agreement because her daddy is on the committee. Okay? I'm going to give a warning out to these reps. It is your job to take every case seriously. It is your job, no matter who the person causing the trouble, if they're related to somebody in, in your leadership, but you still have to address it. You just can't go on and say, oh, we can't do nothing because of her dad. That's bullshit. It must stop. If somebody's causing trouble, uh, causing too much drama, getting uh, intimidating other coworkers, that is unacceptable, both by the union and the company. If you read the anti-harassment policy, um, which I know they're hard to find anymore, the copies of them, they have zero tolerance for harassment. I know Ford does. I'm, I'm sure uh, GM and Chrysler have the same policy. So my feeling is if you're unwilling to do something, then don't resign. That's the floor. Get somebody in there who will fight for the rest of the membership and not just sweep things under the rug because somebody's related to uh, a rep in the building or a rep at the international. Um, I have a co-worker who is a relative of, the, of uh, somebody at the international, very high level. And the gentleman keeps asking me when I'm going to retire. I keep telling him I'm not going to retire. Three or four months later, I'll go by and he'll ask me again. The next time he asks me, I'm going to reply to him. And if anybody's not going to listen to me, I think you know who I'm talking about on the second show. Um, if you ask me again, I would tell him I'm, the day I retire is the day I go in there and fix things that his uncle has screwed up over the years. That's when I retire. When I, I am able to fix all the screw ups that the international and these guys' uncle has caused. No more two-tier, uh, no more concessions. That's my goal. That's when I retire. Um, 
I know my health is not good. I need to retire, but that's me being selfish. I have to do things right for the membership. And this is the right thing to do. I'll retire when I fix their screw-ups. Okay? This lady in Lansing, she better wise up. Better wise up. There's going to be lawsuits, civil lawsuits. There's going to be charges on the coming of union members. All right? Lawsuits could include her, the the union rep who won't investigate the issues, and her daddy. Okay? You'll find that when you get elected as a committee man or whatever, uh, most of them buy insurance in case they get sued. Okay? This is the prime example of what this insurance for. Just because you have a relative in a top leadership position, you do not have the right to terrorize your coworkers. This woman is said to be sexually harassing um, Her team leaders have resigned as team leaders, and some have transferred out of a very good working area. And it's totally unacceptable. So I hope the people in, in Lansing are listening to me tonight. This is the best advice I can give you. And I know you're all upset over things that's going on, and rightfully so. But you people got to stick together. The injury to one is the injury to all. All right? Stick together. Do whatever you have to do. Stop this going on. You can do it. Forget about the caucus. You stand up against them. Stand up and speak even if your voice shakes. There is, to use a quote from our fearless leader, Bob King, knowledge is power. I've heard him say that probably a million times during this term as regional director, vice president, president. Educated. And despite that, guys, you do not need to go work, do your job, and go home. You don't need the extra drama. It's unnecessary. It's unwanted. And it's got to be a good Election season coming around. Probably another year. got to do what you got to do. Karma has a way of working things out. But please, stand together. I don't care who you got to go to. Go to a union meeting. Raise up a union meeting. That's going to put some highlight on somebody who may be sitting at the head table. I don't know. But bring it up. Don't sit down and take it. If it's affecting the whole group, it's a problem. It's a big, big problem. And nobody deserves that. So that's all I have to say, Leroy. I just want these workers to understand their rights. Just because somebody in power has a relative working in their area, it's not give that employee the power to do anything they want. So that's all I got, Leroy. Well, thank you. 
Okay, thank you, Jeff, for that report. I I would add that I, I once knew a, a very humble brother, a friend of mine, and we worked together a long while. He's deceased now. He died of leukemia. He actually set up the um, bone marrow registry uh, in, with the help of a few others, but he, he led the way. He, he was an autodidact in the area of bone marrow registration. He was probably the foremost expert on it when he passed away, and unfortunately, he passed away from leukemia, which is a result of bad bone marrow. But I knew him about 15 years, and we'd worked on a number of projects together, directly for work and and, uh, politically in our home plant of the 659 Pioneer Hall, where we both hired in some time ago. Uh, And he was a humble person, like I said. Fifteen years into knowing this humble man, I came to know that his father was our assistant regional director and later went on to one of the highest positions in the union. And I found that to be amazing that this man didn't not, not one time, not ever, throw who he was related to out to the workforce or the, anybody in authority around us. He just went and did his job, and only because we were working on a project that virtually dictated that we go communicate with his father did we did I know that his dad was the assistant regional director at the time. Very, very powerful father. And he never, ever, not one time, abused that position or his dad's Never threw it out there, ever. You know, I I know there's good leaders, a lot of good leaders in our UAW. We have some bad ones. But those good leaders, especially those good leaders back east, it's incumbent on all of you to call out the bad ones and not allow such injustices occur when somebody abuses their power when they don't even hold office, they're just they're just there abusing their relatives' power. It's just simply wrong, and it needs to be corrected. It needs to be corrected. It will be corrected in time. Like Jeff said, all of the things he said, he missed alternative work schedules, but we're going to take those on too. People in a plan are being disabused beyond the pale. And Jeff's absolutely correct. We will correct these problems, and when they arise, we will deal with them in ways that are legal at the same time haven't been done for many, many years to hold people to account properly for the injustices that are being done. So That's all I have to say on, on Jeff's report. David, do you have anything to say on Jeff's report? No, I don't have anything to add. I think he covered it pretty good, and uh, yeah, he did. You uh, followed it up really good too. Thank you, thank you, uh, David. I know you have a report this evening. You want to jump out there and give your report? 
Well, it's not much of a report because we don't know much. Um, we know that uh, the Ford Agreement in uh, Canada has um, got a deadline of October 31st. Um, the issues there remain um, for those workers. It appears to be the 10-year grow-in period. Um, I've read some uh, news articles that you know speak to this 10-year grow-in period, but they don't mention um, the reset for the workers that will have to start over in these articles. Um, thing is also um, looking at ending defined pension benefits for new hires and uh, converting them to a contribution um, pension plan, 401k. Um, from the Unifor um, Facebook page, um, the president there wrote a letter um, to a newspaper um, demanding a retraction and a formal apology to to, their, to his members by the editor of the, of the paper. Um, and he shared the letter with his members. Um, and uh, I will read that um, in the way he wrote it. Sisters and brothers, we have been busy at the bargaining table fighting for a fair and equitable agreement for our uniform members working at Ford Motor Company. It's unfortunate that during this time, the Windsor Stars published a cartoon depicting disagreement with Unifor local locals meant to divide um, workers rather than unite us in solidarity. I felt it important to share my response to the Windsor Star cartoon with you, the membership, Dave. Um, that would be Dave Thomas, the president of Local 707. Um, Local 707 president's letter to the Windsor Star. As the president of Unifor Local 707, Port Oakville, I found the cartoon in your Thursday edition of the Windsor Star a disgusting and degrading insult to all Unifor Local 707 and Unifor Local 200 workers. As I realize it is the profession of the newspaper to report relevant and interesting stories that the general public deserves to read. I do not think it is the occupation of the media to depict lies to the masses. The cartoon depicting a barbaric conflict between local 707 and 200 members is the farthest thing from reality. Our main focus is not only to secure new product for the Windsor but also bargain a fair and equitable agreement for the working men and women of the Ford chain, Windsor consisting of a very long labor, a strong labor base. I would have expected the local newspaper would be more supportive of their community fight to secure future product and investment rather than initiate grossly exaggerated infatuations I'm demanding a retraction and a formal apology to all to our members by the editor of your paper. I would appreciate you deviate from any similar kind of slanderous behavior. In solidarity, Dave Thomas, President Unifor, 707. Um, that's a 
a very good statement by uh, that president at 707. Um, he has 5,000 members strong there, so his members will speak um, the loudest and have to have the ability to vote down any agreement. Um, so um, that's about uh, what I know this week, Leroy. Um, okay, David, thank you for your report. Jeff, do you have any comment on David's report? No, I'm just waiting to see what the results of the vote is or whatever the contract comes out. Okay. Right. That's what I'm doing. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I would I would add that this isn't barbaric. This is very sophisticated negotiations between labor and capital, and we hope that the resultant enterprise gets fair treatment to both sides. Unfortunately, recently, we've heard, even in the restaurant business, how wages are so so incredibly high. It's just too bad that their wages are so incredibly high in the restaurant business and all other businesses. We keep hearing costs of labor keep going up, and they're just too high. Cost of restaurant wait staff per hour. It's just over $3 an hour here in Michigan and across the nation. It was 267 and they got a little bump here recently. I believe it's just a tad over $3 an hour, as I recall. $3 an hour is too much money. And the rest they got to make up in tips if they get that much. And they're supposed to make up the regular minimum wage buying through their tips. It's not barbaric to ask for more money for a waitress or for an auto worker or for any worker. It's not barbaric in any sense of the word. I agree that such a cartoon is despicable. To demean good, hard-working men and women that try to get just a little bit extra edge as barbaric and their leaders trying to get them exact, essential justice for their workplace and their wage package and benefit package. To depict them as barbaric is simply inconsiderate and despicable. But we have to remember exactly who and what the newspapers are. There is no freedom of press they just charge somebody in California, a film writer, charge you with 45 years with a, for making a film about something they didn't like her making a film about. And she's, they've dropped the charges. But going through that is just horrendous. To be doing your job in a country where there's freedom of press and it's not a national security issue just because you didn't like her and what she was reporting on, you're going to charge her with 45-year crime. The people that own those newspapers tell the writers and the editors what to print. 
whether it's a local paper, regional paper, or the national news. They're being told by billionaires what to print. Who did it mean? You don't see much in the press about too much profit for corporations and greedy billionaires. All you hear about is wages are too high. I, for one, am incensed by such language by our press. That the press even allows that to be said in the face of a restaurant waitress making just a little over $3 an hour and dependent on the kindness of anybody she waits on to tip her appropriately. And yet the owners of such establishments and their organizations that they're members of say that labor costs are just simply too high. They raised the cap on Social Security this year, I read last week, $129,000 and change. In my younger days, in the cylinder head apartment at Chevrolet Flint Manufacturing, the home of the Pioneer Hall of the UAW, by the way, that's now a head shop, I and my peers typically paid off that Social Security cap by the first week in May. That left us three times that amount that we would typically make throughout the course of a year, year in and year out. We had to work a lot of overtime to get that, to be sure. Year in and year out, we made three times what the Social Security cap was. That was our buying power. Today, its wages are under $100,000 for a first-tier auto worker. And three times the cap, beginning in January of 2017, will be $387,000 with everything else being the same. Wages have been suppressed that much, especially in the last 16 years or so. It is despicable that people call us barbaric when we ask for more. The prices of any of these cars have not gone down, not one bit. They've gone up commensurate to inflation and commensurate to whatever we were making back in the 70s, 1979 being the richest contract that UAW ever had. And it's been going downhill ever since 1982. But the cost of the vehicles remain steady in accordance with that number that I've just been throwing out, that cap on Social Security. They are indeed the same line. So having said that, uh, this is uh, just not not good that they would demean the people there 
we do support our brothers and sisters and their, their leaders in uniform. We know it's difficult. I said it last week. We know it's a difficult negotiating environment because you're following us here in the United States. Very, very difficult to negotiate when your quasi-big brother in the United States goes ahead of you and doesn't get the biggest piece of pie that they can get because they were looking at a pie that was too small, the wrong pie. But there's people there in the research department, especially in the research department, that know how big that pie is. They can actually tell you the percentage that each company should make so that they're equal in their profits from each division of the UAW. Yeah, that's too bad that we have our own people scheming to make sure that everybody's paid the same. Of course, that's my opinion and my very, very educated knowledge base regarding that issue. So, having said that, uh, uh, how about if I move on to another report? Uh, this week, uh, we had uh, announced from the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, the decision to uh, dismiss a case that was brought before it from the district court. Now, everybody may remember that Detroit went bankrupt here some time ago, and when they did that, they had to cut a lot of things. Part of what was cut was the uh, pensions for existing members, and the Michigan Constitution protects pensions uh, to the degree that you can't cut them uh, at all. Uh, so uh, they made an argument uh, to the court, and they didn't, of course, in Detroit, they didn't get any good answer. Uh, and uh, 160 people, part of this lawsuit, went to uh, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, and they dismissed it out of hand. Uh, there were two, there were three panel judge. Uh, two judges uh, were uh, in uh, uh, agreement that this should not be heard, and the other judge said that they used questionable law in their decision. That's their, as she decided. Um, so comment was made that some of these Detroit retirees are making decisions about medicine or groceries because of these cuts. And that is not a good thing. Which brings me to an update on a similar thing that's going on within our own UAW. There's language there. You should read it yourself. There's no exclusions on who. None. They try to say there's exclusions in the law, but the contract doesn't say anything. And we've been down that road with the VIVA. And they just went and got a, a waiver when it didn't suit them to match their agreement that they made in advance, just like this one. And they had a vote on it. That means that people, retirees, 
can have their benefits cut by 50% based on the funding levels and maybe even eliminated based on funding levels. There for you to read. There's, a, there's an appeal regarding this because people voted on the uh, election that were incentivized by up to $80,000 that are not part of the pension plan. Can't amount to finding some homeless person out there, giving them $20,000 a year to go over here and vote yes on, on our agreement. Because they had no more standing than the people that didn't actually get incentivized that are members that are not part of the pension plan. God bless them. We care greatly about them, but they have no business voting on something they're not a part of. Having said that, there's uh, um, a letter been received regarding oral argument. That letter's being considered, and there will be a decision made soon and response made. In, each, in any regard. Uh, that's by way of update of the pension uh, environment. I must add that the environment of the uh, uh, judicial branch of government in the United States is not an environment that's particularly friendly to working men and women. And we're seeing that in all of these decisions that come down with uh, what's been said questionable law that they were based their opinion on, their decision on, to dismiss this case regarding the Detroit retirees, city of Detroit retirees. So having said that, David, do you have anything to say, add to that report? Um, no. Covered it pretty good, Leroy. Jeff, do you have anything to add to that? Do you care to add to it? Yeah, I agree. It's very disappointing to see people work their whole lives for their pension and, and have somebody else come along and take it away from you when you need it the most. Um, it's, to my mind, it's un-American. Uh, definitely pretty companies are officials that are behind all this. Um, I just I really disappointed in, in what's happening to the workers and retirees nowadays. Um, yeah. Just yeah. not right. Just not right. Agreed. You know, uh, the whole time uh, I was an active member still a member but not active in the plant I you know always heard the leadership say that we revere our retirees they still say it but they don't <laughs> their actions speak louder than their words I was quoted in 2006 and a number of these little quote places and I said uh, in one of my interviews because of the VIBA, ongoing VIBA, I said, this is an unprecedented attack on retirees. Again, this is an unprecedented attack on retirees. 
and people picked that up and put it in all these little quote places. And you can find that on the Internet. And that's from 2006. And we've been under attack, retirees have, for the last, oh, 11 years, I suppose. And their answer, latest answer, from the International Executive Board, was it that it's political about how they carve up the pie. And if we didn't like it, that we should run for office. They got their wish. They've gotten their wish. They're doing everything in their power not to have us gel as a group and a unit, and we just keep growing every day. They try to stifle and silence friends of our team and team members, and it just makes them stronger. So you got your wish. You want a political fight, you got one. And the more you don't play fair, the more we don't play fair. This digital war you have imposed upon us is something that goes two ways. Be careful how far you push. Be careful. Having said that, uh, David, do you have anything else on, on your mind at all tonight? Uh, no, not really, Leroy. It's been a pretty quiet week for me. Um, yeah. A lot of work. A lot of work going on. I was, I was thinking to myself when you were... Uh, discussing uh, the helpful deeds you've done all week. Um, those are admirable of you to help out when you need when, when there's a need. Um, if there aren't any people this week that are needy um, or in need of help, um, you can always remember that uh, if there's windows left to wash air <laughs> at my place. Okay. <laughs> I'd offer to bring a beer, but I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I don't drink either. I have water and pop. Okay. <laughs> well, I just might take you up on that. I know you've been busy doing a lot of stuff around the house, and I just didn't work on that, that one fellow there. That was like an evening project, late afternoon project. But as you know, I've got a number of things, irons in the fire and and we're we're working on trying to get all of this, and and in the end, you you want to relax a little bit on a Saturday night and watch MSU lose. So, uh, but having said that, that was disappointing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> disappointing for sure. Uh, and I have a lot of very good friends that are uh, letter winners uh, or earners. They earn their letter playing national as on national championship teams and on Big Ten teams and. They're all of the same opinion. It's you know, it's it's uh, it's not good, but it's our not good. <laughs> you know, so, 
they still support him. Uh, but they'll they'll still, you know, hopefully they'll get better. There's always next year, as they say, and we have a tough rest of the cycle this year. So, having said that, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, you know it's it's busy when you do the things that we do in several different arenas, uh, and then try and reach out and help other people. It does burn up your time, and then in the end, you still have a little life of your own. So, but, uh, Jeff, do you have anything else to add to the show this evening? Well, we still got uh, a lot of concerns with our leadership down on Jefferson Avenue. Um, mm-hmm. Just want them to know that we we all remember the equity of sacrifice students down. We remember Peter. We remember AWS. We remember overtime after 40 hours. We remember a lot of things. And we are um, coming. You asked for it. I see what I said. You got it. You asked for it. Did you make it? Get it. And at this point in time, we are growing, like you always said, and we will win. You guys are made a shambles out of what is going on in UAW? We have made a shambles to work workers all over uh, the labor movement. The shame that we come down to this that we have to fight our own leadership to get what's done right for us instead of being as one and fighting these corporations. Um, our forefathers were here. We started the UAW. We seen what's going on. They were probably scratching their head and going, "What the hell happened?" But you guys initiated this in 2007. We remember it all, and we're coming after you. So there take note. People in my plan have now noticed. I'm serious. Somebody in the plant uh, last week and don't ask me what I was doing there. And the girl said, I know what Jeff's doing. <laughs> and she's right. I'm, you asked for it. Now you got it. They did so ask for it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. Their time is coming on. Yep. They're, they're, they have proven it for everybody, and we're going to make it right. So just yeah. be warned. For everybody but themselves. For everybody but themselves, Jeff. Yeah, we don't get no raises, but they get, what the hell makes them get, they get a $7,000 uh, yeah. raise in their contract by the convention. Right. That's a dumb nothing yep. to Tier two didn't get a raise or a bonus. They won't get the next raise, and they won't get the next bonus. Tier two. Right. That's just sad. That's right. absolutely sad. It Not even sad. close to what it ought to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this this. Uh, anyhow, uh, thank you, Jeff, for your your input this evening. Thank you, David, for your input. Uh, 
both of you always, we really appreciate it here on the show. Um, and I know the listeners really appreciate everything you bring, of all the experiences that you have in your life. Uh, so uh, they uh, benefit by that, I'm absolutely certain. Uh, I want to make another brief announcement. Uh, two of our team members that are very close to, uh, and considered to be leadership had family losses this week. One lost a father and the other lost uh, another family member. Uh, we want to, uh, be, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that our heartfelt condolences from Team Working for a Living go out to in this time of grieving that you're having right now. So uh, remember that you are part of our team and our family here, and please do know that we think of you even as you are struggling with your loss. So having said that, um, let's just close this up and say if you found uh, value in this show this evening, uh, please just tell one more person. That's how it grows. Just tell one. I know that they're telling you not to listen. <laughs> Go ahead and tell somebody anyhow. And uh, let, let them take the advantage of uh, learning a little something about what, what's going on that you don't usually read on the plant floor or in the offices that you work in. Um, uh, the uh, email for Working for a Living is working for a living at workingforaliving.com. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account. We have a website. Uh, and we have this radio show. So uh, let's give a hearty shout-out to all our friends in Brook Park, Ohio, Flat Rock, Tonawanda, Lordstown, Flint, Pontiac, Detroit, Bedford, Indiana, Lansing, Michigan, both 602 and 652 and 1753. Toledo, Chicago, Kansas City, Fairfax, Kansas, St. Louis, Wentzville. Congratulations on getting your agreement. We hope you got a good one. And uh, we appreciate everybody voting there, no matter how you felt about it. Arlington, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Doral, Georgia, Santa Cruz, California, and everyone else around the country and the world, including Mexico and our friends in Canada. Thanks for listening in. Listeners, good night and stay safe next, next week. And good night, David and Jeff. We'll see you next week on the show. Good night, everybody. Good night.